Can what a mama does affect the child she's carrying in her womb? Yes. And not only that, a mother's emotions affect her baby after birth up until the child is an adult. Look for and take a listen to Dr. Gabor's lectures, ACEs to Assets. ACEs is the acronym for Adverse Childhood Experiences. We now have glaring scientific evidence that childhood adversity from the womb, or what is known as preverbal, can create harmful levels of stress, especially when a child is left to manage their responses to that adversity without emotionally reliable relationships from the parents and other adults that surround that child. So karibu wa mama na wadada to the Maito podcast show where we learn about our wombs and the intricacies, complexities and mechanisms regarding our womb workings, about whom we are as women and the relationship between our wombs, our physical bodies, our ethereal souls and our spirituality as African womb men. For all these rely profoundly on the health and balance of our physical wombs. If you're a newbie to the Maito podcast show, Karibuni Sana Sana. Karibuni is a Swahili word which means come on in. And Sana in this context means delighted. So come on in. We're delighted to have you on the Maito podcast show. This show is purely a vehicle for an amazing and delightful learning journey about our wombs, filled with astounding and simple truths of just how wonderful we are as womb men. And if you're a regular listener of the Maito Podcast Show, I give you thanks for your gracious support. Karibuni tena, wamama nawadada. Today's topic is about habits and practices that affect our pregnancies. You know, folk wisdom and cultural beliefs throughout history, not only in Africa, but around the indigenous melanated world, have always upheld and support the understanding that a pregnant woman's emotions deeply affect her fetus. And also strongly attest to the certainty that everything that we eat, everything we drink, What we feel, what we hear, and what we see during our pregnancies impacts greatly on the babies we are carrying in our wombs. This affecting and infecting is up to 99%. The babies are in our wombs and are a part of our blood and the nervous systems and energy emotional network. Back in the day, pregnant women were not allowed to attend funerals. In fact, they were not told directly about the death of any close relative. Pain, trauma, hurt, these emotions were kept away from pregnant women with the understanding that it would infect and affect their fetuses, 
Our mothers with child were not allowed to eat specific foods. They were not to look upon particular objects. And they were told to look away from specific items. You know pregnant women, they were cocooned, set aside, and away from specific activities during the first trimester. And they were also asked to abstain from sexual intercourse. And then during the colonialism and slavery periods, our enslavers rubbished our cultures. We were told that our healing methods were superstitious nonsense and that our mothers were free and liberated and they were, that they were allowed to eat and drink and feel horror, terror and trauma. We were allowed to listen to any and all sounds including hurtful words, funeral dirges and were allowed to look upon anything that they wished to including dead and mutilated bodies. The feminist movement was created in the Americas and in Europe and these so-called freedoms were granted to the female. Thus, the high-privileged status of the womb man was lowered, and we became equal to the man. Let me repeat that. The high-privileged status of the womb man was lowered and we became equal to the man. Women descended and dropped to the same level as the human who had no womb. The woman was no longer treated as a human with an extra special sacred womb organ, but as a person without a womb. The result was and continues to be a horror. Between the breaking of the old rules regarding on how to care for our wombs in the last century and now, we have a generation of adults who have inherited a host of physical mal-health, emotional and mental dis-ease. That is two words. A lack of ease, a dis-ease. Dis meaning not okay, like disturb, dis approval, disrespect, dis-ease. The diseases of the current generation are linked to the womb incubation period for all that a mother sees and hears is imprinted on the growing baby. Every single emotion she undergoes is imprinted on her baby for life imprinted and now in 2021 we are relearning that the healing secrets of our great grandmothers of our maitos and ancestors and midwives were wondrous truths we are going back to the tales and traditions and healing stories of past midwives, of old wives and of old grandmothers. That what a pregnant woman looks upon and what she sees or observes, what she hears, what she feels, whatever she consumes in the form of drink and solid food, what she smells, what she wears on her skin, 
her relationships with those around her, her emotional state, her physical condition, whether her environment is a hot or a cold one, all these are matter to her unborn baby. And this matter collectively creates her baby. All these matter because they are the building up or destructive blocks of that human baby in the incubator. Sisters and fellow Maitos, we have so much to learn. For our children are not sick out of the blue. They have always been unwell due to their surroundings from the early stages of their lives. Our wombs matter. M-A-T-T-E-R. For they make matter. M-A-T-T-E-R. The word maternal is from the word matter. And the word mater is spelled with one less letter T. M-A-T-E-R. It is not a coincidence that the womb matters. Nor is it a fluke that what we eat, drink, and gaze upon affects our unborn babies and infects them for their entire lives. While we are told that it is not our responsibility as women regarding how our baby comes out, the truth is that it is very, very much our responsibility. It is our mater responsibility. It is our responsibility as womb men to learn and know what will affect our children for life. We cannot leave these matters to men who have no wombs for they do not carry our responsibility. The shoe hurts the wearer. The broken umbrella doesn't cover the holder. Women incubate babies and we're tired of birthing sick, weak, depressed sons and daughters. We want healthy, strong, happy, intelligent and self-secure children. Sisters and queens, we seek to bring back a balance to our wombs and our futures. And we can no longer be irresponsible, careless, nor apathetic about what we birth. This is why our ancestral mothers enforced such strong rules and codes of conduct regarding a pregnant woman. A pregnant woman was sacred. She was not to be touched. She was placed on a pedestal and given the best of all foods because it mattered. The physical matter. She is to birth depends entirely on what she on what she consumes during the incubation period. This is why in some cultures they sing today that heaven lies at the feet of a mother and that the woman is the gateway to creation and to heaven. Recent science, beginning from the 1990s, is proving without a doubt that a pregnant woman's emotional state, what scientists term as her quote-unquote stress, anxiety, and depression, unquote, all these affect and moreover they change. They alter her baby's development with long-lasting, lifelong consequences. 
did your OBGYN tell you this? What does this term long-lasting mean? It means that the consequences of being affected in the womb continue on and on into the long term, into adulthood and up to the age of 50, 60, 70 and beyond. Yes, the baby's lifelong, that long. Truthfully, all their life, long consequences. What is a teratogen? A teratogen, to quote, is an agent that causes defects in fetuses during prenatal development, unquote. Where prenatal means before birth or while in the womb. I don't understand why some of these complicated terms really so prenatal means in the womb period and a teratogen causes a variety of quote disastrous recurring effects on the embryo or fetus ranging from all all gastrointestinal complications cardiac or heart defects and tissue death from an insufficient blood supply, end quote. Teratogens can be, one, man-made, produced chemicals or products, or two, they can be emotional occurrences, which in turn cause a chemical reaction in the body hormones of the pregnant womb man. Now, apart from teratogens causing physical malformations. They also cause problems in the behavioral and emotional development of the fetus, including a decreased intellectual quotient or IQ when the child is born. Hmm. These physical and functional defects begin in the fetus and continue after birth. They just don't stop. Queens, are you listening? Let me repeat these defects going backwards. One, decreased IQ. It begins and continues after birth. Two, problems in the behavioral and emotional development. They begin in the fetus and continue after birth. They do not stop. Tissue death, which is also known as cancer. These defects begin in the fetus and continue after birth. They don't stop. All gastrointestinal complications is all diseases of the digestive and alimentary canal, including colic of the baby. Babies shouldn't have colic. Cardiac means Heart conditions, including high blood pressure. The effects of the teratogen begin in the fetus and continue after birth. The word teratogen originates from the Greek word for monster. 
a monster. A teratogen is a chemical which produces a monster. It is spelled T-E-R-A-T-O-S. In Greek, it means a deformity, a hideous, dreadful creature. The word gen at the end of teratos is the short form of two related words. One is generation and the second is genes. A teratogen creates deformity, creates a hideous, dreadful creature, creates a generation of hideous, dreadful, sick creatures, creatures full of dread. Teratogens affect the genes. Teratogens alter the DNA. It is lifelong. It is generational harm. Our ancestors knew this. Our grandmothers and my toes knew these truths. <sighs> In the early 1960s, a drug known as thalidomide was given by doctors in the Americas. <laughs> to newly pregnant mothers to treat their morning sickness and nausea. Nausea occurs when the body is highly acidic and not only during pregnancy. This condition is known as metabolic acid acidosis. It's a, a pH imbalance in which the body has accumulated too much acid. Now, during pregnancy, it is a warning message to consume alkaline food in order to lower the body's pH acidity. That's it. Have you ever been given a shot where maybe afterwards you threw up? Mostly it's pain shots. It's the body's natural reaction to the acidic pH levels of the shot. Now, nausea is a good healthy sign as it signifies a functioning system. It is simply a warning sign. One that our ancestors, mothers and aunts and midwives knew. I've shared this before in a prior podcast, but I, I shall also drop this knowledge here, yeah, that when a woman began feeling nauseous, she was immediately given drinks to alkanize her body, drinks made from plants like ginger roots, watermelon, mint drinks, and lemon infusions and tonics. You know, the ginger root has been used for thousands of years by our grandmothers and ancestors on the continent to treat the nausea of new mothers by balancing the body alkalinity. Ginger is ginger also drastically lowers sugar levels in the blood, is an antioxidative and an anti-inflammatory, and is well documented as an anti-cancer preventative due to the functional ingredients like Ginger rolls, sugar, and paradols. When a woman becomes pregnant and her blood and body fluids are even slightly acidic, this affects fetal growth negatively, which is why the body warns the woman that 
you know, hey, I'm going to feel nauseous here. I'm going to feel nauseous here. So the body warns the woman with a nausea signal, ringing an alarm bell that shouts loudly, hey, change your pH and eat only alkaline foods and keep off all sugary foods and all refined sugar. Um, one of the most highly acidic foodstuffs that we consume today in the modern world is sugar. And sadly, sugar is added in every single food that is produced today. I mean, it's even added in tablets. Whether in the form of cane sugar, sucrose, dextrose, saccharine, or aspartame, you know, all these are factory-made artificial chemical sweeteners which cause a harmful rising of both the body organs, fluids, and blood pH acidity. So, you know, just lose the sugar, please. Now, in the early 1960s, doctors in America gave pregnant mothers the drug known as thalidomide to cure morning sickness. Now, exposure of thalidomide to the fetus during the early stages of development resulted in thousands of cases of babies born with phocomelia, a congenital malformation where the arms and legs are retarded and they don't develop and where four hands and feet are attached to the torso. Even after it was proven that the drug caused congenital deformities, thalidomide continued to be given as a cure for morning sickness to innocent mothers for another 12 years. And 70 years later, and this is the horror, 70 years later, you'd think that this drug would be off the shelves. But it's not. It's still in use today in the USA. Albeit with a caveat for those who use it and who bother to read the leaflets. And I quote a warning from one such leaflet. Since this drug can be absorbed through the skin and lungs and is known to harm the fetus, women who are pregnant or who wish to become pregnant should not handle this medication or breathe the dust from broken capsules. All those handling the Thalidomide should wash their hands thoroughly after handling this drug. Thalidomide passes into body fluids like urine, so it is necessary to avoid contact with all body fluids, including sweat and tears from those taking thalidomide. Wear protective clothing, e.g. gloves, and if contact occurs directly, wash exposed skin with soap and water. End quote. Our mothers, our mothers in Africa, they used ginger to cure their morning sicknesses or they ate seeded watermelon. Thalidomide is a manufactured drug developed in the 1950s by the West German pharmaceutical company Chemigrunenthal GmbH, 
Okay, I clearly I don't speak German. Other manufactured teratogens include alcohol. Fetal alcohol, alcohol syndrome is a group of abnormalities in babies born to mothers who consume alcohol during pregnancy. It is one of the most common causes of mental retardation in the U.S. And several educational materials in both the English and Spanish languages are available from the CDC at their website cdc.gov slash ncb ddd slash fas slash fas pub dot htm yes you can rewind that and then you can go and take a listen that is in the usa the stats are that three percent of this population have mental retardation here signifying where mental capacity is retarded or disabled. Now this word is not a slur, but a descriptive word related to the developmental function of our organs, including but not restricted to the brain organ. Disabled, switched off. So the growth to the organ is switched off. Cigarettes are teratogens and also affect brain organ development. Secondhand cigarette smoke is a major teratogen. Health conditions associated with being exposed to both cigarette smoke and secondhand smoke are Miscarriages, very low birth weight, early birth, learning or behavioral deficiencies in your baby, and sudden death. Infant syndrome, aka SIDS. That sudden infant death syndrome, sorry. SIDS. The word deficiency means a lack of, a scarcity, and absence. When we speak of behavioral deficiencies, this includes ADHD. And what are termed as antisocial behaviors. In a prior Mito podcast regarding mental health, we learned how Western science adds fuel to the fire by not treating the behavioral problems of our melanated children. They add more and more toxic chemicals into their small, not yet fully formed bodies rather than using a holistic indigenous treatment approach which focuses on whole body wellness. Focusing on the body, on the mind, and on the energy of the soul, on physical wellness as well as the soul wellness of the body. The harmful effects of cigarette smoke on either the fetus or on a small infant can never be corrected by adding more chemicals to the body. Other teratogens one is rubella, also known as German measles. Another is cytomegalovirus, which is a sexual transmitted disease of the herpes group of diseases. Varicella is another herpes virus. 
This one causes chicken pox and shingles. However, melanated beans rarely get shingles. We do eat a lot of fruits. And our skin is slightly different. It's stronger. Herpes simplex is a teratogen. Now all these herpes virus simplex are dangerous. And the name simplex is contradictory to, to its nature. For all the HSVs instigate serious damage to the fetus. They are known as sexually transmitted for they affect the woman through intercourse with a man. She does not infect herself. And it's not a food disease. Why am I stressing this? Hmm. For those of you Africans who dismiss our grandmother's stories to push your own agenda and push for sex and orgasms with your wife during her pregnancy, especially the first three months, just stop. There is no man on earth Whoever died because he did not have sex with his wife for nine months. If men dropped dead because of not having intercourse with their wives, you know, half the population of men on this planet would be dead. Many of the lies and fibs that we are told as children and young teens are to push and justify a mindset and belief system which are completely nonsensical to justify the white man's sexual urges. Men don't die if they don't have sex. And they do not get sick either. It's one of the biggest conspiracy theories of all time. So, our mothers said, and our grandmothers, would not allow a pregnant woman to have intercourse in the first few months of pregnancy, if at all. And this is because of the knowledge regarding sexually contra contracted diseases. It was better to be safe than sorry. Just wait. Because remember this always. These conditions which begin in the womb are not treatable. They are malfunctions and diseases which continue for the entire life of the child. This is proven science. They are teratogens that create deformities, deforming or wrong formation of the fetus in the womb disabling or switching off organ growth as well as creating a new malforming gene type which is transmitted and conveyed to subsequent generations through the blood which is our DNA. Gonorrhea is especially dangerous because this disease causes blindness of the child sometime before adulthood. It is not immediate. The child is not born blind. The child becomes blind. This is what we are not taught. We did not, as a melanated people, have these diseases that are known today as common. Note that the commonality is mostly among the Caucasian. And because the STD topic is so vast, I think I'll touch on these diseases. But again, not today. Rather, I shall share in an upcoming podcast. Today we speak of the protection of the woman when she is incubating a life form. Toxoplasma is another disease that affects the fetus and causes lifelong harm to the fetus. Toxoplasmosis is a disease that 
results from infection with the toxoplasma gondii parasite where infection usually occurs by eating undercooked contaminated meat although much more exposure is from cat feces yes cat poo syphilis is a teratogen and causes the following malformations of the fetus cleft lip and cleft palate cerebral palsy fragile x syndrome spina bifida cystic fibrosis all heart condition All these are conditions which occur in the womb. When studying all this, I was incensed and infuriated by our educational system and structure, which does not give real knowledge to our queens. We have reached this point across Africa of having thousands of sick and diseased babies because of the carelessness of our larger governing bodies, because of our letting go and throwing away of our traditional and indigenous knowledge. And this my dear queens and sisters and fellow mitos listening in this is why i teach and drop knowledge regarding our wombs that we may begin to regain our own health as women and the health of our children and grandchildren going forward you see the milk was spilled now let us wipe the mess of the milk upright the cup and milk the cow again And this time we start by looking at the mistakes we have made in the past and begin to eradicate them. Queens, sisters and fellow mitos, our podcast 3/4 hour is up and I've given out quite a bit of new fresh knowledge which will take some time to sink in. Please do go back and listen again to underscore the deeper implications of these womb truths. During the next podcast I'll share knowledge about other harmful chemicals made by man teratogens as well as dive deep into the importance of our emotional health during pregnancy as this is very very concerning today in 2021 mothers are giving birth to traumatized babies and as a melanated body We are wondering why half our teenage and adult population is either suicidal or mentally depressed. All these symptoms began in their mother's wombs. It is a nightmare inheritance and we need as mitos as queens as grandmothers as women to begin the necessary journey in putting a stop to these vicious harms. Tune into the next Mito podcast show to learn more about this generational trauma that we have been ignoring and which is relatively simple to restore and repair. Between now and then, I end the show by sending you the energies of peace, joy, and love. Asante sana for listening in. Kwaherini.